This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. Fight night in New York. DJ Oshie honors his father with a hat trick. And the Capitals back at the top of the East with a 4-2 win at MSG. Good morning, everybody. It is Thursday, May 6th. Welcome to Caps this morning here on Caps Radio 24-7. Despite a depleted roster, the Capitals rode a dominant second period to a 4-2 victory last night at Madison Square Garden in a game that we won't soon forget for so many reasons. How about a line brawl? One second into the game, three more fights after that, 100 penalty minutes in the first period, The first regular season game in NHL history to feature six fights within the first five minutes of the game. It was an ugly start, but it was a beautiful finish. TJ Oshie, following the death of his father, returned to the lineup with a heavy heart and picked up his fourth career hat trick. The scene on the bench after an outpouring of love and support men from his teammates after the third goal. One of the best things in hockey I have ever seen. Some terrific images, John, started to see them coming out last night, courtesy NBC. First off, after the hat trick for TJ Oshie on the bench, maybe it finally started to get to him, and he breaks down emotionally on the bench with under a minute remaining in regulation. A big special embrace from longtime teammate Nicholas Backstrom at the end of the game, a moment shared between the two of them. I'm sure there were special moments in the postgame dressing room when the team is together with the coaching staff and the players TJ Oshie, one of the most popular guys, if not the most popular player in that room. And a lot of that has to do with his upbringing, who he is as a person. And a lot of that comes from his father. A lot of that comes from Tim Oshie. Coach Osh, as he is affectionately known, this was a man that several players on the team and around the organization, yourself included, had the chance to meet over the years on father's trips, mentors trip, a person who has a special place like TJ within the, uh, the Capitals family organizationally. And for TJ to come through with a hat trick, What a night, John. I mean, NBC Sports to have this as a national broadcast, even a game that had so much extracurricular storylines coming in and fight night in New York and all the all the fisticuffs that were taking place. And for TJ Oshie to ultimately come up with a hat trick in the nature that he did a special night all around and and one the NHL that they couldn't have asked for a better finish. And for TJ and the Capitals, it's as good as it gets right there. We're going to hear a lot more about TJ Oshie coming up in a little bit and a look back at the night that was for him. But the depleted roster, Ben, here's some good news. The Caps win the game. They're back in first place with the standings here in a little while. But this is a depleted roster that only took more hits last night. No Ovechkin, no Kuznetsov, no Samsonov, and no word on the last two of those with COVID protocol when they may return. We're just going to wake up and be surprised one morning. Uh, Hopefully that happens soon. But then you go into the game last night, you don't have Justin Schultz, a game-time decision, and then he doesn't happen. Daniel Sprong gets sick, non-COVID, so he doesn't play. And then Tom Wilson gets hurt in the game. Ben, the playoffs are three games away here. This is a scary thing for a team to have this much roster adversity. Really haven't seen this in years. And here we are bearing down on the Stanley Cup playoffs and a whole lot of question marks. Man, not only the volume of players who have question marks next to them, but in terms of who they are and the roles that they play on this team, these are key figures, key cogs. And if the Capitals 
aim to make a deep postseason run. You're certainly looking forward to them coming back as, as, as close to 100% as possible, as quickly as possible. But yes, yeah, so many questions. And that's what we've been saying throughout the week. As much attention as Tom Wilson was getting nationally and the national spotlight was on Wilson and the, and the post-whistle scrum with Artemi Panarin and Pavel Buchnevich going back to Monday night. Tom Wilson arguably didn't even crack the top three or four, maybe even five storylines with this team as they try to navigate through the final week of the regular season. They're still, as they finish off this two-game series against New York last night, they return home now with a lot of questions, uh, a day off today, and then back-to-back games against Philly coming up. But a lot to be figured out between now and the end of the regular season, and hopefully they get close to an optimal lineup for the start of the Stanley Cup playoffs when this really gets revved up to another gear. Not that we spend a whole lot of time talking about other teams in depth, but with the Rangers here, I feel like we need to because I feel like these two games, this is not going to end here. This is going to go into next season and beyond, and there was so much chaos in the Rangers organization in the last 48 hours coming into this game, the whole two-game set. The statement that they made following the lack of discipline or the lack of supplemental uh, that was handed out for Tom Wilson, this WWE-type statement they put out calling out the league and George Peros and the Department of Player Safety, just off-the-wall stuff. And the thought was that that came from the highest levels, and it sounds like it did, but not John Davidson and not General Manager Jeff Gordon. Both were dismissed in the middle of the day. It's a game day, fan appreciation day in New York. The president gets fired. The general manager gets fired. David Quinn has to look at Mark Messier saying, I I could coach. I could be the GM. I want to be in the organization. It doesn't matter if I don't have experience. And, And I can't imagine that David Quinn feels very comfortable right now. This team, we've been saying it here on this show. We have been saying it for the last year or two. I like the Rangers team. I like what they had assembled there. I thought they were getting close. They may still be, but Chris Drury is now the president and GM, already named as if this was planned, I guess. But the Rangers, with all of the hatred and all of the fights and all the things that happened and the hostility toward Wilson and the Capitals and the fights, maybe that blows over with summertime and we'll see come October. But I think this is now what I thought was a Rangers team that was going to be ready for making a push toward a playoff spot next year. This suddenly is a very uncertain bunch. Oh, yeah. Ever since they wrote that letter a couple of years ago, they, they were doing this whole rebuild. They, they were doing it right. They dismantled a veteran-laden team a couple of years ago. The core of that team sent a letter to their season ticket holders and their fan base saying, here's the plan. It's going to be a difficult few years. We're going to probably be on our way to hitting rock bottom. This going back a few years ago, we're going to restock with top picks and we're going to you know build through youth and the draft and surround them with appropriate uh, veteran players. And, and we're going to eventually turn things around, but not before a few years of, of hardship. And, and they stayed true to their plan. It was accelerated maybe by winning the draft lottery last summer. But to your point, they've been trending in the right direction. They've been an easy watch. They have a lot of youth, a lot of talent, a lot of skill on that team. Capitals certainly saw firsthand in the first few meetings of this year just how much of a challenge that team could be. They weren't flawless. The case could be made a little more sandpaper, a little more grit, a little more size and physicality, as it turns out. You know, it would have been welcome in New York maybe this season. But this shocked me, John, the developments of today and Apparently, this had been building for for a little bit and and brewing and wasn't unique just to the past 24, 48 hours. But I feel like that's a team that had built so much goodwill. And all of a sudden, with a decision, two decisions here made yesterday with the firings, 
I don't know what their situation is now going into the offseason. Feels like it's a story with legs. Could be the start of many dominoes to fall, as you noted. And, and I don't know why, because it seems from afar anyways that they were doing a lot of good there and building and trending in the right direction. And if it works out to the Capitals' advantage that it's one less you know, threat in the uh, Metropolitan Division when this gets back to normal next year, so be it. Yeah, well, we got a lot of time to figure it out. They'll be on a golf course on Monday, so we'll see where that heads. But as far as the Capitals are concerned, let's talk goaltending because that's what we do every day around here. Craig Lachlan on the show yesterday said that Vitek Vanacek's the guy. And after the events where Vitek plays again last night, there's three games to go. I believe that to be true. Capitals returning home for three games with two with Philadelphia, one with Boston. And Ken brought this up last night on Cap's post game. Whatever work he needs to get done between now and the start of game one, give it to him. I would imagine that means two games. Give him one of the flyer games. Give him the Boston game, and we're off and running. But Ilya Samsonov just can't be that guy almost prohibitively now because even if he was okay tomorrow, he plays, what, two games after missing time, and now he's going to start a playoff series? It it almost by default feels to me like it's got to be Vitek Vanacek. I agree, and I think the bigger question now is, and this is looking ahead, but if you're going to eventually – Get Samsonov into a postseason game. You know, Peter Laviolette has been saying for weeks, at least it's the company line, that he feels you're going to probably need both goalies if you're to make a deep postseason run. That means at some point, assuming it's Samsonov, he would come in having not gotten any work in in, in quite some time. But for the here and now, it's Vitex crease, and good for him. He did heavy lifting earlier this year when Samsonov was out and carried the load, and now Samsonov again is unavailable. No, Vitek Vanacek, it's not his problem. Ilya Samsonov has has dealt with and and decisions that have been made. Vitek Vanacek's taking advantage of an opportunity, and he's going to get another opportunity now, and good on him if he could ride it and take advantage of it because, Ilya Samsonov, you had an opportunity. You had a chance to at least compete for the number one spot, and I wouldn't even say you played yourself out of it, but your decision-making eliminated yourself from from this possibility we don't know the details of what took place here in the final week of the regular season but clearly decisions were made off ice decisions off ice behavior and ultimately if that made peter laviolette's decision easier as to who he would start in game one of the postseason it appears to be how it played out and Ilya samsonov maybe he ought to look in the mirror vitek vanacek he had to look to the crease that's where he's going to be standing that's where he's going to get his work and and good on him to now maybe take advantage of an opportunity Start the celebration in our nation's capital. The Washington Capitals, for the first time in franchise history, are the Stanley Cup champions. You're making me cry really now. My dad's here in the crowd. He is, uh, he's diagnosed with Alzheimer's, and he doesn't, uh, he doesn't remember a lot of stuff, but you bet your ass he's going to remember this one. He was iconic. He, he is and was, in TJ's eyes, just everything. And you could see that in that day back in 2018. That was a special moment. Might be, you know, we think passing the cup from Ovi to Backstrom was special. I think having TJ and his dad to be able to celebrate that moment uh, was something that will live on forever. You know, he, he's, uh, it's really tough. It's sad. It's very sad uh, when you lose, when you lose somebody. And uh, it was great that he got to be there with, with his dad, with coach at the end. And um, we wish the Oshi family um, peace and 
Uh, it's, it's just a real sad thing, and you wish peace for everybody. T.J. Oshie missed the Caps game in New York Monday. He told us why yesterday on Twitter. His father, Tim, who'd been battling with Alzheimer's disease, had passed away. Just watching him during the anthem, he's certain right now this is the one for him. And his, his father would want him playing this hockey game tonight. There is no doubt about that, and hopefully that carries him through, but we feel for him. You can see T.J., you know, he wants to get back at it. He wants His dad wants him to get back at it. He understands that, and that's the best healing process for him right now is go out to play the game he loves. Near side, it's his second period underway. The Caps coming in, and they got an odd man rush. Here in a shot, they score! A puck fired by T.J. Oshie! one nothing Washington! How about that? And welcome back, T.J. Oshie. I'm sure this is for all for Coach, watching down on this hockey game for T.J. Oh, his dad would have been proud of that. He is proud of that, no doubt. On the night he returns to the lineup after the death of his father, T.J. Oshie scores to make it one nothing Washington here in New York. Wow. Now that's emotional. T.J. Oshie, that's, that's yeah. something, you know. Everybody in that dress room wanted him to get one tonight because of that. He gets one. For Oshie, it is his 19th goal of the season. But on a night like this, it means so much more than that. Yeah, T.J. Oshie, the gamer, that's for sure. You know, he comes back, and you know he's going to give 110% every shift. That's just in his nature, and I'm sure a lot of thoughts are going through his head right now while he's on the bench. Carlson Moore in the Ovechkin roll, it would appear here on this power play. Orloff shooting loose in front. Oshie shoots, he scores! He did it again! T.J. Oshie puts the rebound home! It's 2-0 Washington! And T.J. Oshie in his return to the lineup has them both I've got goosebumps Oshie's return to the lineup after the passing of Coach Osh and he's got them both just incredible back in behind the net for Orlov and for Oshie coming to center fires he scores T.J. Oshie with the hat trick as Coach Osh looks on from heaven it's four to one and Oshie has finished the hat trick oh my the embrace from his teammates they mob around him on the bench oh what a moment for the Capitals and T.J. Oshie his whole team came over to hug him on the bench That is brilliant work by you, sir. Ben, putting all of that together last night on the fly, all the moments here at Craig Lachlan on the show yesterday mixed in there, the calls from all of us last night, the emotion from the night that was for TJ Oshie. All of us that knew Coach Oshie had a great seat for this one, Ben. So emotional, inspiring from TJ, and we're not going to forget last night. And just a terrific listen back to all the moments that led up to it. I appreciate that. It's easy to put together, John. Once he got that second goal in the second period, had a sense maybe given how thin they were up front, limited number of forwards, he was going to get a whole lot of ice time. It was a close game. We were wondering, was there going to be an empty netter? And when the net was empty and he was out on the ice, we were watching him and he came through and, and the reaction on the bench, John, that was another image that comes to mind. The reaction on the bench after Oshie scored that empty netter to complete a hat trick. Oh, what a night. Good, so good for him. So happy for him. 
Great game, and it's a great sport to bring everybody together in a moment like that. Hockey can be healing, and it certainly was last night at the end for TJ Oshie and his teammates. All right, so around the Mass Mutual East Division last night, nothing else to talk about. Caps and Rangers were the only game, but there is a lot of action going on tonight. New Jersey plays on the road, but they stay local. They'll face the Islanders, Nassau Coliseum at 7 o'clock. Buffalo playing spoiler with two wins over the Islanders this week. They will travel to Pittsburgh. Hopefully they still have some of that spoiler in them. Closing out the season with two games against the Penguins. First of that two-game set is tonight at 7. And the Rangers, after giving away jerseys on the ice last night, it was their last home game. They lose. They had all the turmoil. And you are rewarded with a 2-2. Two and two. You've got to play tonight in Boston, taking on the Bruins. That's where the Rangers' season will end with a couple of games against the Bees. A note on Boston, Charlie Coyle was knocked out of Tuesday's game against New Jersey. Undisclosed injury, blocked a shot late in the second period. His status uncertain for this one this evening. But a full plate of action to watch tonight, Ben, as the Caps hoping for a little bit of out-of-town good luck, maybe for the Buffalo Sabres, and then they get back at it against the Flyers. A little scoreboard watching tonight, sure. And here's what Caps fans can tuck away as well. Regardless of what happens out of town, Capitals do at least continue to control their own destiny. They will finish atop the Mass Mutual East if they get two regulation wins among their three remaining games. Maybe easier said than done, but we'll scoreboard watch in the meantime and then two regulation wins over the next three and the Capitals will finish atop the division. So the standings on this Thursday morning, the Capitals indeed back at the top in a two-way tie with the Pittsburgh Penguins, both teams at 71 points. But the Capitals have the advantage because they have three games left. The Penguins only have two. The Pens are going to max out at 75. So if the Capitals get beyond 75, they're good, which means five points out of a possible six, you're good. Uh, you win two games out of these next three, get the tiebreaker, you're good. You got to do it in regulation, but that's where the Caps are looking at to hold off Pittsburgh. But don't sleep on the Boston Bruins. There they are in third place, 69 points. They're only two back, but they still have a game in hand on Washington, and they're going to burn that between now and when they come to town for the regular season finale against the Capitals next week. They are right in the hunt, and they are just as much a threat, perhaps maybe more so, than Pittsburgh, even though they're sitting in third place. And then the New York Islanders, Ben, this has been a bit of a mystery. They owned the Rangers. They struggled with the Caps. They got beat twice by the Sabres. I don't know where the Islanders are right now, but they're starting to look like a fourth-place team. They've only got three games left. They're going to have to run the table if they're going to get out of that spot. We'll see what Barry Trotz does as well. Matt Barzell, a healthy scratch a couple of nights ago in the shootout loss against the Buffalo Sabres. That ended an Ironman streak of his north of 290 games. So maybe collars getting a little tighter there on the island. Well, that and Travis Zajac's been a healthy scratch. There have been some weird things going on in the lineup for New York. We'll have to watch that as they come down the stretch. All right, so Caps Flyers tomorrow at 7. Ben's got you covered with Caps game day starting at 4. And coming up at noon today and running all day and night until we come back at you at 9 a.m. on Caps Radio 24-7 with Caps this morning, you will hear the game in its entirety on replay starting at noon all the way to 9 a.m. on Friday. Pick it up whenever you like. Fight night, TJ Oshie. There's a lot in there. All the commercials cut out. You can cut right through it in less than two hours. The full replay of the win in New York against the Rangers. So catch that anytime. Starting at noon today 
on Caps Radio 24-7. Ben, that'll do it for us here. Why don't you have yourself a good Thursday? Happy Thursday, John. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Caps! Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.